the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. And oh man, it pays to vote for this political whore, Dimwit that he is. Let's start off with some good news, shall we, Squirrel? This is a big day in the EBT world. September 15th. You know what EBT is, right? They call it SNAP, EBT, and PEBT. This is a nice way to say welfare roach. They get a bump up because that CPI number was kind of bad for the signs of the economy. They get $1,316 in their food allowance. Little pandemic emergency SNAP. Just keep voting Democrat, roaches. And if you're a parent and you have a family, you are eligible up to $3,000, depending on how many siblings or offsprings or whatever the hell, little ticky-tack, please vote Democrat welfare roach program they have. That's covering welfare. So the $460 extra a month that the Biden administration costs hardworking Americans, the base of the Democrat mafia, welfare roaches, they get taken care of. In fact, they even get a little extra walking around money, which brings me to my next deal. The Railroad Union. Now, this goes back a long time in Joe Biden's illustrious career of a pay-to-play political whore. They've been bribing him for five decades. His crack-smoking son that's not in the news and the FBI is covering up for, he was on the board of Amtrak at the age of 21. In the election year, the various 12 unions that make up the uh, rail workers gave the Democrat mafia nine Nine million dollars. Unions, nine million dollars. The head of just one union. Let's go to his name. I find this fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. His name is, uh, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Come here, you little scumbag. Joe Sellers. Joe Sellers makes $495,000 to be a capo in the Democrat Mafia Union. His entire employment package is valued at $4.3 million to be the head of a union of guys that flip a switch, that literally operate machinery on rails. No turns. Yet I just watched on Fox Business. There's a company called Kodiak. Did you ever hear of this company, Squirrel? Now nah, you probably wouldn't have. It's uh, created by a Google executive who looks like he's never shaved in his life. Turns out that that Google executive created something called automated driving systems for big rigs, over-the-road truckers. So what they're working with the government to do is put out of business all of the independent, non-union truckers that work the whole time in the same way Joe Biden kisses the ass of these union morons who go sit there and flip the switch up for forward, back for reverse. Ooh, and the conductors in their pillbox hairdo. 
little hat where they walk around and go, all aboard, all of these guys. They get the protection and the negotiation skills of the most corrupt political whore that ever stole an office ever, and his name is Joe Biden. They get that deal by Joe Biden. So I want to thank you all for getting this done, both business and labor. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and may God protect our troops. Thank you so much. Well, he said protect, right? So let's give him a hand there. And then as he's asked questions that are pertinent to the economy, pertinent to the meeting between Putin and Xi Jinping, pertinent to the illegal alien chaos and fentanyl freeway called our border, he just stumbled along like a baby drunk on a shot walking on a trampoline because he's incapable to answer questions. He can read little taglines off the teleprompter about how he's paying off bribes from unions that have bribed him. But when you look into the minutiae of this deal and you realize that simultaneously with this deal is a government push, the government push to squeeze out the independent truckers and automate driving on the expressway, which is littered with accidents. Just take a look. I know the, the news doesn't report it, but take a look in every state how the Teslas and their automatic drivers are killing people left, right, and center. But in trucks, it's going to be safe somehow. We're going to automate trucking, but not rail. Rail, we're going to keep that phony scam going because, after all, they bribed the Democrat mafia. So when they came to this deal four weeks ago, I said, no, 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 no. This won't be good enough for the Cosa Nostra. Everyone right now is looking for higher wages, but for the railroad workers, it's a different story. It's about sick leave. It's about access uh, to just easier working conditions. I mean, look, this is, goes back to the rhyme, right? You have uh, working on the railroad all live long day. This is a very intensive industry, 12-hour days that require you to be on call and then show up to work with about 90 minutes notice. So that's really what it was. Is that special? Is that hard? I, 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 you know, you'll have to forgive me. I grew up with a relative who worked as a railroad engineer all of my life until he died in 1982, my Uncle Joe. Best guy in the world. It's funny because he died on his birthday, and he didn't uh, turn in his retirement papers. And did you know that my aunt fought the union for his pension, which she never got, but the union got it. And all these rail workers who are all putting up a fight against the man, they really could care less about the upper echelon of syndicate organizers called their union, and what their salaries are. And the billions of dollars they make for simply bribing politicians to make sure their industry is never automated, as the government works diligently hard to automate over-the-road truckers. I find that to be quite revealing of just the kind of gangster government we have. At the core of some of these worker issues, in addition to, of course, pay, which uh, it looks like they got. But one of the still questions is, how do you deal with things like sick days, like health coverage, even anticipatedly? Yeah, those are all things that are up in the air. Do we have now, what they got four weeks ago was everything they wanted. They wanted 31% interest. Who doesn't? 31% increase in salary. They got 24. But in this deal four weeks ago, they only got $5,000 signing bonus. They call it retroactive. It's just a shut-up payoff to the fat scum union bosses. That's all it is. So they held out and threatened a nationwide strike that would have brought supply chain and the rest of it to its knees, which is more reason that this particular industry needs to be automated tomorrow. See, if we had a man president, one that wasn't neutered by time and bribery, he would have fired every one of these idiots the way Reagan did 
when the the uh, air traffic controllers went on strike. How come no one talks about that? And what a massive success it is to not have that unionized. And to this day, what a fantastic job it is. See, but the union, labor extortion mafia, they have this industry all locked up. And now we're all under their knee. So in the next five years, when their contract's up and their fat slob Guido union leaders, when they're all ready for their third wives, they're going to renegotiate again. And the union stooges that work for them, they're going to continue to vote Democrat because they knew this deal, this fix was in. All you have to do is sell out. The funny part is those guys that actually do the work and get dirty, they're never aggravated about the mafia scum that sit on their fat asses and bribe politicians. They're never concerned with the salary of their union president or their business agent. They always seem to come out on top. And do you know the kind of numbers you're talking? Half a million dollars to pretend to be a union boss in a, in, in, for the railroad. Half a million dollars. Anybody know what he does for a day? Something tells me it's nothing. The special board that was appointed by President Biden, they have finally drafted a new agreement uh, between the railroad companies. You know, you can't get the names of who's on this special board. You can't get the names. Anybody want to guess? Anybody want to guess? All the names are lobbyists for these union scum in the railroad. Anybody? and the rail workers and in that new agreement it includes that workers get a 24 24 raise and as well as a five thousand dollar bonus um over the life of the contract which is which is something that workers have been advocating for the union had been asking for a 31 percent raise while the 31%. rail companies were offering a seven and a greedy man in this country is somebody like me I don't want anything for nothing. I would never bend knee to a fat pig union boss, ever. And I could have, believe me. I like making my money and keeping it. But I'm greedy. But these sloths who occupy an industry that could have been automated 20 years ago, flip the switch up and you go forward, back and you go backwards. Ooh! These guys taking 31% from everybody who has to be extorted, they're not greedy? And what about their bosses? Those guys in the Zanzibar pants with the big pot bellies and the ugly girlfriends with the big daffy duck lips. Are they greedy at half a million? No, huh? 15% raise compounded um, throughout the um, agreement. Uh, the deal also recommended keeping the same health benefits, benefits, which is something that the... Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean health benefits? No, no, no. All of you union mafia guys... You got your cutout from Obamacare. You're the reason our premiums, mine and honest men, we, we quadrupled four times. And now, now you don't want to pay again? You don't want to pay again. But everybody else who has to offset your union insider deals from that other stooge for the unions, Barack Obama. That deal, what, did the time run out? You starting to see your useful idiots for this syndicate? Or maybe you want a guy that's got a guy. And then you, too, could be a fat-ass business agent. Work your way up to where you do nothing except bribe Democrats all day, huh? Workers were all you see, I, got to, I know what it is. You want to hear the lollipops from these talking mannequins? Go ahead. This is an industry that should have been gone decades ago, or at least opened up to competition. How many kids coming out of college and high school could do your job? Flip the switch up, 
flip the switch down. Ooh, change the light. Yeah, you guys are invaluable. So wanting, but from this point on, now it goes to the rail workers, uh, rail companies, and the workers um, to take these recommendations to the negotiation table. What a labor extortion mafia. You're not half as important as an over-the-road trucker. Not half. He doesn't have your labor extortion mafia. Oh, they got unions, but not like you guys. They weren't smart enough to put the Irish short-in-the-pants mafia Don's son on the board. Oh, no, that paid off quadruple for you guys, though, huh? Didn't it, Biden? Let's listen to this dimwit that these Democrats elected, and they would have elected a tomato can because they knew the fix was in. And this is just the beginning of the deals for the special interests that own this whore. Grocery prices are up over 30. First of all, they're up over 40 percent. Doesn't matter. The Democrat base, the welfare roaches, they got thirteen hundred and sixteen dollars today. Here you go, boys. Keep voting Democrat. And that's why you could pretend there's polls and who I hope they rally around baby murder and all the rest. It has nothing to do with that. It is the face of socialists. It is the face of corruption in government. And the funny part about my uncle, who never got his pension, he got that job right after World War II, where he spent years killing socialists, killing them. He spent years because his government told him that he had to go over there and kill those socialists to stop it from coming over here and make the world free. If he only knew, maybe he could have bought some land over there and live with the real socialists versus the fake ones in the Irish mafia and the railroad unions. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. 1982 it was when my uncle died. They cheated him out of his pension. And when I read this, I get sick to my stomach. This is just one of the 12 unions. The president's name, General President Joseph Sellers, $489,312. President Trans Division, John Provici, $431,629. Richard McKellis. General Secretary, Treasurer, $327,948. General Secretary, Treasurer. Ooh, another one. Joseph Powell, $294,915. Bob Bilderman, Director, $286,458. Jeremy Ferguson, President, Trans Division, $281,900. And the list goes on for over $190,000. Billions of dollars. In the upper echelon of the labor extortion mafia. And they use the hardworking guy as a useful idiot. They show the hardworking guy with the dirty shirt, working the hours. He's just a pigeon. Hey, look, we got you 24% raise. And they have no idea of the billions that they've squeezed out of the workers and the companies to create this middleman scum mafia. And all they have to do is keep bribing politicians. I'm sick and tired of this scam. Why don't they take from their salaries to give to the workers? Huh? Nah, that's too easy. Because in this bump, believe me, they get a bigger bump than the worker. Joe in Plainfield. Hey, Sean. Uh, this is Joe in Plainfield. Well, 
I worked for a major railroad in uh, in the Chicago area, uh, class class one railroad. Uh, right. I work uh, signal, so we deal with crossings, we deal with switches, we deal with the the. Yeah, you're the guy the that signals, works signals. in the truck, and you actually yeah, work. We, Correct. We actually go out and do the the groundwork. Now the thirty the thirty one percent that the union was requesting for our pay raise is over a five year period. It's not it's not that we immediately get a thirty one percent raise. Not to mention that our agreement is actually three years behind. I've been I've been with the railroad for eight coming up on eight years. Listen, and I, I, I understand every, that. What I'm my argument listen, I'm not blaming the worker. My argument is this is a play, brother. You're a useful argument for the corruption. This is a play. Your agreement was three years behind. Why? Why? Because they knew they had the weight to cut it when there was a Democrat that they bribed in office. They should have cut it in the first place. And my other argument is this. They shouldn't be there, these union thugs. You should be have the, have the right to negotiate for yourself. And if Joe is the uh, best worker in the world, let Joe get the more money than, than the moron next to you who doesn't produce. But he knows the union B.A. And you've got to drag him around in a car like he, like he works. Now, now, tell me I'm right. way off base. I'm not saying that you're off base there. I'm not at all. Uh, this is my first union job. As a matter of fact, I fell butt first right into it, out of the military. Yeah. Uh, but also, the other thing you were talking about, the, uh, the automated truck systems that they're talking about implementing. Yeah. The reason that I actually got hired on to the railroad was because they were in implementing PTC. You need to look into PTC. It's a positive train control. There was an Amtrak accident uh, up in the Northeast. It's been yeah. probably about 10, 12 years. What PTC does is it is automated train control. It is all Good. done by satellite. And so, so it is something that uh, your conductors and engineers have been concerned about losing their jobs over it as well. Joe, when, you hear yeah, me, when you hear me argue against this, I want you to be, I want to be, listen, I could have been one of these morons. I, you know, my, the guy, believe me, I have a long legacy with this. This is not my first rodeo. The point is, the worker is the most important piece. The union corrupter is the most detrimental piece to our economy and to prosperity. And this is a political game, and you're a political pawn. I want the worker to be paid, but only if he's a good worker. But they need only a few good workers, and they could pack on all their sycophants. And they drag the union down. And you know what I mean. I know this is your first union job. But don't tell me you haven't met one of these union moron cousins whose uncle is in the, the business agent or the secretary. And you got to drag this lump around. Well, he sits in the truck, right? And they tell you, take it easy, Absolutely. Joe. Oh, take it easy. You're working too hard. I've been there, brother. I'm not arg ever arguing with the worker. But if you think I'm going to bend knee to this labor extortion mafia, they're half the men that they build the reputation on. Half of them. Thank you very much, Joe. I can't stand these half-ass wise guys. The whole damn thing is a scam. Billions of dollars they take from Joe, they take from Anonymous, they take from all these people who are the actual workers, and they take from the company, and the, and the extra-long lunches, and the Cadillacs, and the rest of it. And all you got to do is bribe a fracking Democrat. And the people get squeezed. You see, we all pay this cost. Us. Not to mention the, the numerous companies that should have went bankrupt decades ago so that new companies could come up and run efficiently. They are void of all of that competition because the fix is in. And it can only exist with a corrupt government. That's why no one talks about the air traffic controllers. It's 10 times more efficient, non-unionized, and the actual worker makes twice as much.
That's what it looks like when you remove La Cosa Nostra labor extortion mafias. Anonymous, member of the union. Hello? Hello? Yeah, hey. I'm part of that problem. I'm retired. (laughs) So let me tell you, and this is, I'm staying absolutely anonymous, but they're going to figure out who made this phone call. Don't worry. So this is how great that union is. 30 years in the industry, two artificial hips, two artificial knees, nine-hour back surgery at Northwestern with rods and screws to put my back together, approved for Social Security disability in nine weeks. And that union that that clown, that ass clown is in charge of, gave me a 42% pension haircut because I went out on disability because the pension fund that they run is only 53% funded under the government regulations. They have to cut everybody's benefits. My, you tell me he's making how many millions a year? The well, his, his package is worth four point three. Is, you, is that unbelievable? The next thing I'm going to tell you, you're talking about one union. It's called SMART, the Sheet Metal, Air, Rail, and Transportation Union. And he is getting a piece of pie from the sheet metal workers. He's getting a piece of pie from the aircraft union. And he's getting a piece of pie from the rail. Okay. And how about the kickback? So, how about the kickback uh, from the money bundlers? that don't have to worry about how the return of investment is. How about that kickback you, that they're charging your union four times what it should cost? If you if you look up, he is associated with the gentleman by the name of Edward Carlo, who embezzled $2 million out of the international fund and ended up going to jail, all right? And, yeah. and this is the whole stinking clan out on the East Coast that's running the entire smart network. See, you're the guy I'm sticking up for. And by the way, you come down here with all that steel in you, you can't do those winners. You take care of yourself. <laughs> take care of yourself. I went long with you. I'll be back with the rest of you after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. Hey, the answer. We had the girl on the line. She was going to yell at me. Her, her family is in the union. Mine too, toots. I worked in the union. Long legacy. One of the most influential people in my young life was a dear, dear friend of mine. It was more like a family member. His father was a president of a union. Gave me my first book on Ayn Rand. We would talk about economics. It was enlightening. And I saw it from the inside. And I'm right. And you're wrong. And there should be no scams with the acceptance, enforcement, and approval of a government. None. I'm all for competition. I love it. You know who doesn't? Unions. They don't like competition. And they bribe dirty politicians to make sure there is never any competition. And who's a better representative of dirty politician than this short-in-the-pants dementia patients. I want to thank you all for getting this done, both business and labor. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and may God protect our troops. Thank- yeah. And, and while you're doing this, dummy, that you can't answer a question about a domestic problem, is anybody going to comment about us facing World War III and how Vladimir Putin has now aligned himself with India, Iran, those inbred Saudi scum that we've invested in and fought wars for, and now Xi Jinping with you at the foothills of the Himalayas. Anybody? 
America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot excuse me, in the foothills of the Himalayas. You stupid son of a dog. The corruption can't be more obvious, and you've never been more secure in your job. I heard he got a bump in his approval rating. Really? Sure, because you gave welfare roaches $1,316 this month, 3000 if they managed to have a family, and God knows how many other welfare recipients. You bribed your union, guys. Sure. Not to mention the 22 million people that work for the government, 24 million, in one form or another on unemployment. You got everybody that doesn't want to work on your team. Teresa, Gold Coast. Sean, my dad was a lithographer, and once a company he worked for went union, he immediately looked for another job in the same industry and was hired with a non-union company. And my dad refused to work for a union company, and he refused to be a slave to the union, and he did so much better without them, mentally, financially, everything. Of course you do. And and what these guys don't understand is they they need – They want their members to have the confidence of protection that they never deliver, like Anonymous that called Right. Like my uncle. My aunt was older when he died. Never Mm -hmm. got his pension. His son fought for it for years to no avail. It's a scam. What happened to all that money he put in? What happened? They screw the ordinary working member. Unless you're connected like a scum Chicago Democrat. You don't go anywhere. And then they bring in their moron relatives. And their relatives, they get to pretend to be a union guy. And they sit in the truck with a cork on their fork so they don't poke their eye out, the stupid son of dogs. And they cash in on the pension like everybody else. It's a fracking scam. And it It doesn't work. And especially in this era. Especially now. But do you know, here's the good news, Teresa. Unions were on Mm -hmm. their ass until before this bump with Democrats. They were virtually non-existent. But now they hooked up all the Democrats to the banking. So if you want to get the loan, well, then you got to hire the yep. union guy. Car companies, yeah. we don't have car companies. We got passed through bag men to the UAW unions. It's a fraud all yep. the way around. And I'm going to tear it, it down is. if it kills me. I'm going to tear it down because I am not going to be bought. Write a check for $10 million, I'll spit it in your face. I can't stand these yep. scum. Thank you, Teresa. Appreciate it. All right, Cream Puff. What's up, Union Thug? <laughs> How are you, Sean? Did you have oh, a yes, fork on your fork, Jim? Or was that the guy next to yeah. Well, that was a lot of old relatives. But uh, <laughs> right. three, three, three cheers for, uh, for Choo Choo Joe. At least we can get out of town on a train anyway. anyway yeah. Sean. When's the last hey, time you were hey. on a train? Uh, God, it's been a while. Ever since the pandemic, it's turned me into a... Uh, I don't know what. I mean, I, I can't explain it. I, I hope to God I you didn't gain more weight. We're going to have to hire people to get you out of the apartment. <laughs> but in the meantime, let me ask you a question. Did you know that those guys in the pillbox hat, those conductors, all aboard, did you know they average 87000 a year? I know, I know. I know a buddy that had a horse, owned a horse. He was the only one. I used to play the horses. He was the only one who could afford a horse. You know? Yeah. So right, they, weren't, they weren't doing too bad. Yeah. But anyway, that's just going to say. All right, Chuck, take care. All right, take it easy. <laughs> Craig and Mount Greenwood. Well, hey, Sean. What's up, hey, thanks for taking my Anytime. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Now, you're right about the union stuff. I'm a union guy in a minute. The slugs and everything, they're the only ones that benefit from the union because they get protected and everything like that. They can do whatever they want, and uh, basically they uh, nothing happens to them. My father so, yeah. was in the bricklayer union, so he went to a union 
get-together gathering, and one of those fat-ass union BAs, his wife took a shine to the old man because the old man looked like Flash Gordon. And the next thing you know, the old man was went from the foreman of the job. He got fired the next day. He said, what the hell's going on? Uh, you made a pass at this guy's wife. Made a pass at her wife. She's built like a Mack truck. Why would I make a pass at her? See, but back then they had enough clout. You get a, you get a, the guys fired you want. You bring in your moron relative, Guido Sarducci, to go sit in the truck. Get the hell out of here with those half-ass wise guys. Yeah, but hey, Sean. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. So listen, the other day, I think it was your program and everything at that, that you had that fellow on there. He was talking about these uh, illegals where they bring them through them and they're processing them. They got their name and uh, all this kind of thing, and they, they make register a card, they register them as a voter. Now, listen, that's, uh, that's like hundreds of thousands of votes, maybe millions of votes, that these Democrats are basically piling up, that they can basically do to have another big uh, like kind of scheme on this voting how can that be, uh, go? How can that be? I syndicate, brother. Are you nuts? Think about in the year 2022. You've got a union bag man pretending to be president, pretending he won. And the way he was elected are because welfare roaches gathered up thousands of ballots with just names on them and dropped them off at the box. You had all these infirmaries, all these old people homes. Everybody, they all voted for Joe. Only in those key swing districts. They all know it. And now the court system, like the one in Crook County, with the two judges who sit on the investment group with Eddie Burke with the pocket of Viagra in the pinstripe suit, that two-bit short-in-the-pants Irish gangster. And they're laughing at you because they got the judicial system in these Democrat hubs, which is where you have to bring the cases. So you think you're going to bring a case in Chicago? Hey, how are you doing? When, when are they going to bring uh, uh, Mike Madigan, the yard gnome, and Ed Burke's case? Oh, COVID. Oh, you got COVID? Okay, don't worry about it. Three years they pinched him. Three years. And he's not even seen a day in court? That's clout, baby. And that's La Cosa Nostra. You think it's two Italian guys talking about Monday night spread? No, no, no. It's short-in-the-pants Irish guys in the unions, in politics. That's the real mafia. And this isn't a representative republic. This is a gangster government. Open and in your face. We'll be lucky if the Chinese don't attack us. Thank you. By the way, would it matter? How much corruption, how much different is the communist Chinese party that bribed this short-in-the-pants Irishman from him and the rest of the unions? I don't think they're that much different. Food's probably better. Of course, you're going to be hungry in 15 minutes. I'll be back. So, uh, how are you doing? Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Where's the transportation secretary, Squirrel? Is he still on maternity leave, him and his husband? Where is Pete Buttigieg? Isn't this his department? Uh, Of course, what is his department? You don't really have a department when you get there for your sexual proclivities, especially when they're unusual. However, the key is, did you know that the ports are not in their contract? You can never automate the port system. Do you know how much cost that adds to all of these goods that are choking the average family man, the average worker. See, most of us aren't in on these scams. And I don't mind losing the things, believe me. But the game better be fair. This isn't a fair game. This is a rigged system with total and absolute corruption from stem to stern. Every aspect of it. And they use the hardworking guys. They call my show. They use them as useful idiots. They put their face up there, but they never show 
the union thugs in all their big offices with all the views that never did a day's work in their miserable, corrupt lives. They never show the money bundlers who take what they're supposed to get as a pension as it was now over grabbed by the by the government so it can never fail. And they rob them on a daily basis, on a daily basis. Like Alexei Janulius when he gave money to Jaws Durango. Now he's going to be the new Secretary of State because you like it that way. See, what we learned about Democrats, I think the part that aggravates me, is not only are you all whores and stupid, you're cheap. We're learning more about who's eligible for Cook County's new guaranteed income pilot program and what you need to do to apply. Applications open October 6th. You do have to be 18 years old, a Cook County resident, with an income at or below 250% of the federal poverty level. The program gives $500 monthly payments to 3,200 residents for two years starting this winter. They said residents, so you don't have to be a citizen. 500, just vote Democrat. And how does it really work? Even in their scams... How does it work? What's it like for the guy that actually works in the scam? More shakeups are on the way at Ford. The company announced it is laying off thousands of workers. In an email sent to employees... Doesn't matter. UAW higher echelon, those wannabe half-ass, fat-ass gangsters, they're not going to lose one damn dollar. They're as solid as could be. Richard on the south side. Yeah, hey, Sean. Um, I want to remind you, about. you probably heard about this song. You know, it's an old song. I've been working on the railroad all the live long day just yeah. to pass the time away. Can't you hear the whistle blowing right up so early in the morn? <laughs> I love it. You can't carry a tune worth it. I mean, you're, you're like, you sound like Lori Lightfoot trying to sing The Hills Are Alive with the sound of music. You sound terrible. But I will tell you this, Richard. My Uncle Joe used to work all night and sleep all day. And I, this is when we didn't get free lunch when I went to school. The scam wasn't in the way it is today. So I'd have to go by my Auntie Flory for lunch. And I'd go up there, and, and my Uncle Joe, you'd have to be quiet because he was sleeping. It was a little apartment. And he'd be screaming in the bedroom. And I would say to my Auntie Flory, what's, what's going on? Oh, he's fighting the war. To the day he died, he fought World War II. To the day he died, he never slept. Drove the train all night. And he died on his birthday. We were on our way to his house. It was the first time a relative ever died. The first time my heart was broken. And they never gave him his pension. These same crooked bastards. And that's the scam I will not sit quietly by. Not to mention, anybody that would put a 21-year-old scumbag, drug addict, whoremongering son of a senator on the board, pay him 100000 a year at 21, that's open and notorious corruption. If only we had a federal... Bureau of Investigation, instead of a Gestapo for the Democrat Mafia. We may be okay. In the meantime, you work on those singing lessons. Mitchell displains. Um, Sean, first of all, as you know, when Jimmy Hoffa was sent off to prison, Frank Fitzsimmons was classically known in the Teamsters to give out, obviously, loans or basically money to, uh, to what I call organized crime in families in New York, Chicago, Detroit, and Kansas City. Yeah, but he didn't, loan money, he didn't loan money to the Democrat Party. So he, he loaned it to wise guys. Organized crime is the Democrat mafia. These are wise guys, but go well, ahead. Yeah, but my point is that what it did is it set in a culture, fast forward to today what you're talking about, that's germane to the topic of what you're focusing on. The yeah. bottom line is that everybody works in a factory. Yeah, it's great to have you, but guess what? The problem is that in a city like Chicago, there's going to be opportunities for people that are going to want cheaper labor. 
So what happens is the unions, they penalize their own employees because, like you talked about, the scam, the fix is in. But what it does is that when you have competing what I call experience or activities that compete with that, it's always going to undercut and compromise the objective of any type of what I call mission. Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daniel? I got you. I got you. And I'll tell you something else. Think about how do you quantify, how do you even unwind the cost of that corruption in these items that are ironically drowning their pay, their own pay. The cost of that union corruption is in every one of the items that travel on the rail, that every one of the items that are unloaded from the ports. It's a mixture of failure, and in the meantime, when it comes time to bail out the failure, it falls on everyone's shoulders. That's got to stop, or you just have to admit you're broke and corrupt. Three one two six four. Oh no, I have a guest coming up. Good guest. You're going to want to be here. That'll be after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's always difficult to introduce somebody like my next guest because his life is an example of not just what every parent wants their kids to do, but it's an example of what the founding fathers of this country wanted every citizen to take advantage, the unalienable rights of the Enlightenment, property rights, and the opportunities given there. He has been an entrepreneur for over 30 years, founded two companies. He's also a fellow at Stanford Hoover Institute and is currently a senior fellow at the Discovery Institute. He's published over 250 articles, primarily paying homage to propertyism, which is often called capitalism. He has a Ph.D. in political and economic theory from Boston University. He's the author of Rediscovering America. His name is Scott Powell. Scott, thank you for joining me. How are you? Sean, I'm very well. It's great to be with you and your audience. Yes, and you know, when I had you on and I saw what you wanted to come on and talk about, I said to myself, boy, is it all ready? So Constitution Day is the 17th, and it's really embarrassing that there hasn't been much mention of it anywhere in the news, anywhere in the nation, and specifically it's not going to come out of this particular White House, which I often refer to as the Fourth Reich. Well, I think your re- reference is uh, right now. It's it's spot on because uh, <laughs> isn't it interesting that <clears throat> Biden and the Democrats project onto their opponents, uh, primarily Republicans, and, and, and that we are fascists. No, they're projecting what they are. Uh, we're not fascists. We believe in freedom. Uh, we believe in limited government. We believe in law and order. Uh, and you know what's shocking to me is that they do not have a policy that is void of force or coercion. What we're advocating are policies that are completely that 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 have, are totally absent of force. What they are is voluntary. But the problem with our system of American life is that you have to produce something. You have to be an asset. It seems when you can rally the liabilities and when you can entice those people who want to be assets but see that the fix is in, as we just see with this union 
railroad union signing and bonus and all the rest of it. It seems like we're outnumbered. The people who think the way you and I do and my listeners, who believe in those principles of Americanism and unalienable rights, we're outnumbered. And we have that mobocracy that a representative republic was supposed to avoid. Well, we have it on one we, we have it on one side of our uh, you know political spectrum in our constitutional republic, and that's the Democrat side. They are acting. All of our problems can be attributed to their departure from the Constitution, and and from uh, their really their anti-democratic, uh, you know, fascist orientation right now. They they are out operating outside of the law, outside of the Constitution. Many of them, and and this is just so un-American. It's so, you know, we're really uh, like strangers in a strange land at this time, and that's why it's important to your work. So important in waking people up and encouraging every listener to <clears throat> to vote, uh, to talk to their friends, their family, even if those are hard conversations, because the future of this country is at stake. And we need every vote because there's likely to be vote fraud. And there has to be an awareness of uh, pushing back if there are events to forestall the election on November 8th. There may be a false flag events to, you know, to postpone the election, to cancel the election. I mean, I think that many of these actions that that uh, the Biden administration has been taking have been to entice, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> opponents to to be so frustrated that they might take up arms, and we can't take that bait. We, we, we no. cannot engage in, in violence, because that will just lead to martial law and, uh, the, you know, we'd and lose. the abrogation of elections for now. And we'd lose. And the thing that you got to remember, lose. And, and the thing you got to remember, Scott, is it's going to be Constitution Day on Saturday. And for decades, I walked around as a young kid raised by people who were went through the depression and fought in world war ii and my mother was you know baby first generation baby boomer and all the rest of it and you had that certain arrogance that these kind of this kind of open corruption that we're now living with this kind of open favoritism and this kind of fascism that the government displays on a daily basis was unconstitutional but it turns it really out was. it, it turns out they didn't they didn't yeah but they didn't protect us enough because they've circumvented they bastardized it and quite frankly when you even mention the Constitution, it's been so twisted into a pretzel, judges don't even want to represent it anymore. Forget about lawyers. We're from, I'm from Chicago. You know, lawyers here, they're in the mafia. They sit on the board with the corrupt aldermen. They have, you know, trophy wives to pay for in Winnetka with their Daffy Duck lips. So it's already been corrupted. So what do we do now? Well, we, we uh, those of us that... Uh, really are serious about taking the country back we we uh we get armed you know we really need and, and the reason i wrote rediscovering uh, america is that i really liken it uh you know to uh an, an army field manual you know soldiers carry army field manuals when they go into combat and every citizen in america today needs an, an historical and spiritual warfare manual to renew their understanding and that's understanding of our declaration and our constitution and and to you know restore our morale we have everything in our favor but we need to own it and we need to push back when it's being taken away from us uh remember the enemy wants to sow seeds of doubt and demoralize you so you're out of action they want to put us out of action the enemy wants to destroy your sense of identity and belonging your family orientation your faith in god and your love of country we can't let that happen you know, it's and, go ahead. Yes. Sir. 
I was well, and, say- and the battle the battle plan is to divide America in every possible way between children and parents, between young and old, between races, genders, between the vax and the unvax, and it just goes on and on. And this is to divide us, which makes us weaker. And, and they've um, got the shield of the media. And the media is yes, working in conjunction with, and, and it's funny when you think about it, you know, I'm, I'm going over your resume, right? And political and economic theory from Boston University, you graduate 1987. It's the end of the Reagan years. It's the beginning of the, of the, the yuppie, the beginning of the economic boom, American prosperity earned versus, uh, you know, government corrupted. And you get to see... The boom that you could argue brought us to 2008, but you also get to see the bastardization of government's monetary policy on the ordinary citizen. Now we've got 35 years of this. They call it Keynesianism, but it's not. What it is is the backdoor nationalization of very specific industries. And George Bush, a Republican, helped immensely, and you could argue is the catalyst of it, through the bastardization of Wall Street and the bailouts and all the rest of it. And now you see this doubling down and the massive amounts of money that if you think about it, it's more money than people can comprehend, especially if you add in our unfunded liabilities. And then you see the the fraud in the foreign policies and the trillions of dollars wasted in the Middle East, all of it. You see it all. My question to you, you when you look at this, I mean, you've written 250 papers or more. When you look at this, can you possibly put lipstick on this pig and fake it anymore? Is, is it the really have can't. to reckon it, this at some point? Well, that's why, Sean, I think there's, there's reason for hope right now, because I think that we're at the end of the road. All these, all, all these things that you've just articulated, you've, you've, you've gave a very good accounting of all that's been accumulated, all that's wrong, and we're at the end of the road. The financial system uh, is broken. I mean, we have debt that can never be repaid. We have a dollar that can collapse, just as the Weimar, in the Weimar Republic, the you know the mark collapsed. I mean, Germany was the preeminent German country, uh, industrial country in Europe. Yes. Its currency collapsed. That can happen to the dollar. People don't realize uh, that it was an economic center of Europe at that time. Yes, absolutely. And, when you, and you know, one reason that you know, one reason that the dollar is holding up right now is that is that we appear to be, you know, uh, better than all the other fiat currencies. Yeah, I don't really know dirty that shirt. that's true. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when you see Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin meet, when you see the inbred Saudi prince of nothing and Vladimir Putin meet, when you realize that Vladimir Putin has been working since the collapse of the Soviet Union to de-dollar the world, and you see him make these agreements with Iran, with India, uh, and you realize we abandoned, uh, first of all, our foreign policy was about corruption, not principle. We blew all that money in for nothing, and we turned all over Iraq, Afghanistan. Well, it's obvious who they're going to go with. And then you think about what our own politicians did and continue to do. Endless payoff schemes, endless corruption. In, in both parties, but specifically the Democrats. Why would the world still be on the dollar unless we can sell or bribe enough countries to continue to fluff up a currency that the country itself destroyed? That's right. You're so right, Sean. You're, you're, you're spot on, and that's why I think we're at the end of the road. And I think that every, every listener needs to be prepared for a big change. 
uh, a sharp evaluation of the dollar because is, uh, it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good at all. No, no. So, own assets. Uh, it's always good to own uh, own some gold and silver, and uh, you know, maybe scale back on your discretionary buying and. Just be prepared. We're we're in a very tough period that is likely to get worse in the near term. Scott, discretionary buying. Whoever thought it would take place at the grocery store now? I mean, it's ridiculous when you look at the the incompetence, the the economic chicanery, and the fact that the American people are being bribed. I I just covered at the opening of my show, SNAP. They call it SNAP now. We used to call it food stamps. They just get $1,316 today. Oh, they're calling it an emergency. So if you're on welfare, you get a bump. Uh, in, in Chicago, in Cook County, Illinois, they're picking 3,500 people, and they get $500 a month for doing nothing. So simultaneously with these problems, the welfare section of our society is massively growing, which explains why so many people from so many failed socialist countries are coming here. And ultimately, I am optimistic, and I'll tell you why. You see the states separating clearly. In particular, you have these governors that are sending the, the illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard and to Kamala Harris's house. Um, it's interesting, and I think if we promote that, all the good people trapped in those bad states, abandon them. Come down here. I think that's the saving grace. Am I too optimistic in the idea that federalism will save us in the end? Not at all. No, I think that, that is well, – that was – Maybe th- that ultimate uh, voting with your feet wasn't what the founders uh, envisioned, but they what they did envision was that s- different states would solve their problems in different ways. And those states that managed well and had good results would become models for other states. And that's why uh, I live in Florida. I moved here nine and a half years ago, and uh, I moved from a very liberal blue state. That's the state of Washington. And I, I couldn't have foreseen everything back then, but my intuition was that I didn't want to raise my family in uh, in this crazy blue state, and that uh, I loved being near the water. I, the whole West Coast was was off limits. So we looked. At I'm the in East Naples, Coast. brother. These, we're going. What? We're getting together for lunch. I'm in Naples. Are you are you in Naples? Yes. I'm on, I'm on the uh, on the East Coast. I'm just south of, of Boca Raton in a community called Lighthouse Point. Sure, that's no problem. I drive across. No problem. That, look, we, we we need to do this. So <laughs> Absolutely. let's let's talk to your producer after the show. Because the reality <clears throat> is, Scott, I want all my friends, all my listeners, all my good people trapped in this hopelessness, mafia-run, corrupt Democrat blue hellhole called Illinois. That if this November they don't push push it back, you got to bail. Because uh, they're going to double down. And when you see this, you know, I, you, you spent your whole life learning about all of these principles called Americanism. And when you look at what is running the nation and these blue states, how can you in good conscience, in good confidence, tell someone you love it'll be okay over there? When the reality is it won't. It'll be okay over here. It'll be okay in 17, 21 states. But it is not going to be okay in these hellholes. Is that fair? I mean, Illinois is actually one of the worst states. I mean, you, you financially, Illinois might be, you know, in the, in the bottom three states in the country. Yeah. Uh, in terms of it, its financial viability and when it's going to, you know, when it's basically going to have to write down its pension funds and uh, go through a restructuring, really. <clears throat> All right. 
Well, Scott, you know, I went to the University of Chicago. That's where I was educated. I, I got my undergraduate and my master's there at the University of Chicago. Wonderful. And education. I see that you graduated on the top of your class, so we know no one in common. My guys were probably in, your, in the parking <laughs> no. lot breaking into your parents' car at that time. But I am looking forward to lunch, and I am going to contact you because I do believe that shows like mine, companies like mine, have to help and organize people who are suffering under this corruption. And to rely on I voting, agree. And, Scott, I, and I commend you for that, Sean. I really do. You are doing noble service. You're really doing what's so important because people need hope. You're a source of it. And keep going. Well, keep your going. book and is what's why, hope. That's why I wrote Rediscovering America was for the very same purpose, is to give people hope and, and, and to solve their, their present problems by understanding the past. Because our countries had to overcome uh, insurmountable odds at many times in its history, and we're at one of those times right now. Byron Donalds so is we, my congressman. Ron DeSantis oh, is my great. governor. I cannot yep. wait to vote for him, and it is the first time in my life that I am represented by people who share my ideology. I want my listeners to experience that because it's a better life. It's a better day. And by the way, where we're, we live is a better place to live. And my people have to understand that. You know, they're, they're inundated with false corruption, which is in property taxes. It's a, it's a, it's a fee for the corruption of the government. Here it's totally different. I want everyone to walk around like that. They used to call it America. Now we just call it Florida or Texas or Tennessee. In the meantime, Scott Powell, I call you my friend, and I will be talking to you soon. Thank you for coming on my show. Absolutely, Sean. Let's do it again. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. You know, I'm reading now. I get updates from polls. Did you know that now there's only a 29% chance that Republicans will win the Senate? With all of this turmoil, with all of this open and notorious failure, with all of this foreign policy failure, do you know how many idiots in the Democrat mafia are more concerned with their welfare roach increases versus what's really going on out there. There's some big stuff going on. Steve, of course, we saw that pledge for a no-limits partnership earlier this year, but will that include a military offer? Well, that would be a significant elevation in um, Beijing's support of Moscow. Obviously, any type of military aid, according to the United States, uh, could potentially attract uh, sanctions from the United States. Uh, and Beijing has walked that tightrope, obviously, uh, since that February last... They don't give a rip. Who's going to do anything? This old man who has to tuck his testicles in his socks? Is he going to do something? Or the rest of these dingbats? Oh, let me see. Who could we get that would be a perfect example of the kind of brains in the Senate represented primarily by Democrats? Oh, I know. Let's go to Hawaii to hear a real genius. The word hypocrites, it doesn't even go far enough to call them out on what they're doing. This is an outright attack. Is she talking about the Chinese? Is she talking about the Ukrainians? Is she talking about the Taliban? No, no, no. She's talking about Republicans. Her name is Hirono, which must be Hawaiian for stupid. A women in this country. That is how I see it. That is how more and more women and those who support our right to make decisions about our own bodies. That is how we see it. And why? <laughs> because that's what's happening. Madam President, I yield the floor, but clearly, you know, this is a um, literally 
call to arms in our country. Do you even know what that means? Stupid. I don't think she does. I don't think she knows what it means. Here's another uh, Congress non-birthing person named Hank Johnson, and he's a lawyer. January 6, 2021 will never be forgotten. An infamous day in American history. MAGA Republicans descended upon the Capitol, engaged in an insurrection. Uh, they occupied the Capitol. Five people were killed. Hundreds- Five people were killed. Let's count them. Ashley Babbitt, and then nobody. Ashley Babbitt, and then nobody. And what happened to the guy who murdered her? Oh, he got a medal from Hank Johnson. Hundreds injured, including hundreds of Capitol Hill police officers. Hundreds? Wrong. Hundreds? You mean the ones that were taking the selfies with him? That let him in, or you mean the other ones? When were they injured? What, did they trip over themselves going on break? You stupid son of a dog. Attacked and bludgeoned, and people on the local level uh, at affected school board meetings, they won't forget the MAGA uh, Republicans descending on their school board meetings uh, after January 6th. What? Like January 6th, disrupting meetings. It was a co- coordinated uh, attack. Happened. No, Hank Johnson, you ah! illiterate moron. You illiterate lawyer. You absolute buffoon. Those were parents who found out after the COVID shutdown the kind of communism, Marxism, and lies that the unions were teaching their kids. Hank Johnson, you buffoon. He's a jackass. You see, you see the kind of situation we got going on here so they got they got uh january 6th and they got baby murder this is what they're going to unite and it appears that joe biden has been bumped up to 45 percent approval joe biden who can't speak plays with xi jinping uh-huh. traveling with them and that's who traveled seventeen thousand miles when i was vice president i don't know that for a fact I, I traveled 17,000 miles. I, I don't know that for a fact. You don't know anything for a fact. You have dementia, and you're destroying my country. You should be impeached if this country had any standards. Greg in Rogers Park. Hi, Sean. I got a name for the Democrats before I get to what I want to talk about. Waste of sperm is what Democrats are. Oh. But anyways, oh. but anyways, um, get back to the baby murder. You know, I notice now that Democrats are all spending all these money on these commercials promoting baby murder and abortion and all that stuff. I was, I was wondering, you know, how much of our taxpayer money is going to fund all these abortions? Oh, I don't know, but you're not going to have a say in it. And here's something to be even, I'm going to make you feel good. At least you're in Rogers Park. If you were in California right now, which has the highest homeless in history, in recorded history, highest drug addiction, highest unemployment, highest illegal alien problem, Newsom is renting billboards in red states to tout abortion access. So think about it this way. At least it'll be used as a tourism. Like Illinois. Come to Illinois. We'll kill your kids, whether they're out of the womb or in the womb. Just check our news, which gets worse and worse and worse by the day. Where is the... uh, I spoke to several people from an anti-violence organization, one who started a summer softball league that had a game in Washington Park last night. He said that several people who were involved in that game were hit. About a block away, some shots being fired. We heard it. Yeah. There were shots fired at an anti <laughs> at an anti violence game. I can't even get it out. Ah, the irony. We- Keep voting Democrat. Hey, did you guys hear? 
if you're on SNAP, you get an extra $1,300. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to live in the ghetto? Got out on the ground. Torrance Cooks is the program manager for Aclavis Inc. anti-violence organization. The purpose of the 10-team softball league he started this summer is to help neighborhoods communicate with each other, putting them head-to-head on the baseball diamond. Cooks says the league has gone five weeks incident free. Oh, boy, that's just at the shootout. Now, I... Two boys are being treated for gunshot wounds. They suffered from shots outside their homes. Glenn Marshall's live at Comer Children's Hospital with the details. Glenn? And this is before the implementation of the Safety Act, no bail, let everyone out of jail. Keep voting Democrats. This is why when I hear the stories of the good governors, the representatives representing law and order by shipping out lawbreakers to states that welcome lawbreakers i personally love it in particular when they're shipping them to areas where the median home price is 1.2 million that's where barack obama lives governor ron DeSantis is sending at least two planes filled with undocumented immigrants to massachusetts more specifically martha's vineyard you see some of the- Do you know why you know what's not getting mentioned in the story what doesn't get mentioned in all of these stories is the absolute fact that the reason they're in Florida is they were flown here by Joe Biden's government. It's not like Texas, where they're shipping people who just walk in Texas. The Joe Biden administration is sending illegal aliens all over the country. Nobody mentions that in the story. Do you know why? Because the so-called media is the Democrat propaganda wing of the Fourth Reich. I'm pictured here with a Massachusetts representative, Dylan Fernandez, all smiles with the Venezuelan and American flag there on his Twitter page. And you can see the amenities as well that they were able to hastily put together in order to help them as well. Still, Massachusetts officials say they were caught off guard by the decision and the arrival and are now declaring it a humanitarian situation. About 50 people. Why isn't uh, Lower Wacker a humanitarian situation? Why isn't the shootings where the little boy was sleeping and got shot in the arm humanitarian? What, what, only illegal aliens get humanitarian stuff? Well, here's the other thing. At least they're getting sent to Martha's Vineyard. I wonder how many Chicago Democrat welfare recipients, loyal voters to the Democrat Party who live in these sewers, how many gangster disciples have ever been to Martha's Vineyard? Now, there are sanctuary cities in Massachusetts, but... Not on Martha's Vineyard. The Center for Immigration Studies considers Massachusetts a sanctuary state based on an SJC ruling from a few years ago. But lawmakers have never made that formal. WBC's Christina Hager just arrived on the vineyard by ferry. Do you know why this is a big deal? Because the people of Martha Vineyard, Martha's Vineyard, they don't like illegal aliens. Get them out. And these are the donors. This is like Highland Park. We just arrived in Martha's Vineyard, where these migrants spent the night last night. By all accounts, the people, the community here in Martha's Vineyard, really banding together to make sure these 50 people who landed here last night... And with all of this chaos, with all of this turmoil, both foreign and domestic, we still have an approval rating of Joe Biden. Dementia patient can't get in and out of a car. Buffoon can't answer questions on the fly. Still has a 45% approval rating? Goes to show you at least 45% of your country members, your citizens, are morons who deserve what they get. Mr. President, thank you for unifying and inspiring a vision of a stronger, fairer, uh-huh. safer uh-huh. future for all, for our children. Remember this, squirrel. It's not a lie if you believe it. 
and you've been able to steal $500 million from front-running policy. Your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. I, that's an applause line. <laughs> she even had to tell the Democrat scumbags to clap. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I don't believe you, Bill. I think you banged her, too. 312-642-5600. Boo this man! He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. That's what you better start thinking about doing. If this fat slob retains the governor's mansion, this buffoon pitcher of corruption and incompetence and failure, and I don't mean Hank Johnson or Hirono, although he'd fit in that think tank, wouldn't he, Pritzker? If he maintains it with all this chaos, you better run, Forrest, run. Bob in Buffalo Grove. Thanks for taking my call, uh, Sean. Sure. Last Sunday was the anniversary of 9-11, right? The collapse of the towers? Uh-huh. But it was also but it was also another anniversary, and nobody's talking about it. And I no, just can't one. believe it. It was the 10-year anniversary of Benghazi. Do you know how, 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 how people just complete? It, it, isn't it disgusting, Bob? They just forget about all of it. Forget it. If a what Democrat... What difference does it make, Sean? <laughs> Bob, nice play. Well played, Bob. If a Democrat does it, they don't give a rip. The idea you'd even consider. You'd even consider Joe Biden as anything other than somebody who should rise when the word defendant is called. Let alone the Duchess of Chaffington. And she's back on tour with that puggle daughter of hers. And they're probably going to make a stand of it. Not to mention, we've got a lot of other failures going on. We've got a lot of other failures. Do any of the guidelines for vaccines from the government include previous infection as something to base your decision-making on with vaccines? Do any of the guidelines involve previous infection? That's why you're ignoring previous infection, because it doesn't involve any of the guidelines. And furthermore... Two and a half years ago, your lives were forever changed, and it was all a lie that the government was involved with the initial virus. And the same scumbag is now an expert, and you got to hope he doesn't say mandate. you got to hope he doesn't shut down everything again. It, it, this is bizarro world. No wonder Xi Jinping and Putin are laughing their ass off. Laughing. Joe Medina. Hey, Sean, how are you? Hey, listen, I just wanted to make an observation about uh, that little celebration that they had. Um, Fox flashed to the crowd, and I go, wow, first of all, I've never seen a crowd that big for a Biden event ever in my life. And then I started to notice, wow, there's a lot of people dressed office professional, business casual, no shorts, no T-shirts, no ball caps, a lot of neckties. And I'm thinking, did they make all the federal employees in D.C. show up for that event? Just my observation. <laughs> Those are all the applicants for the new IRS job to audit you after this phone call. You better call your accountant, Joe. 87,000 new Gestapo. That's who that was. Christine Shanahan McGovern. Hi there. How are you? You have an update? I do, yes. Last night was a great event. We actually had about 300 people, and there were probably about 10 that came just from listening to your show that weren't even in my district. Oh, that's depressing. Um, only so 10? It was, it was a huge... No, no, we had 300. Yeah, I know, um, but only 10 came from listening? 
Well, he probably didn't okay. want to see Bob Fioretti. Did that cheap bastard pick up the check? He he did he did share some funds. Yes, he did. Yes. All right. Good. Good. All right. Good. Yes. Good. No, it was exciting. Well, he's pretending you know, to be a Republican now. He's got to open his wallet a little bit. It's not just raking the pot like the Democrat he was for 17 years. It's crazy. I, I, You know, so many other people, there were so many Democrats that came from Mount Greenwood that said, we're just tired of what's happening. So I'm telling you, there is going to be a shift. And I know well, that you, know, you have they, said that there's not. I hope so, bro. I, Christine, I hope so. I really do, because this is the this is the game right now. Right now. If this fat slob and the Democrat mafia retain control over Springfield and, and the state politics, stick a fork in that pig, it's done. Yes, I And agree. I'm not advocating violence against Pritzker himself, although, you know, when you say pig <laughs> right away. Yeah. Right. Totally understand. Honestly, it's, there is going to be a shift. And, and David Smith from Illinois Family Action was an awesome MC. He did a fantastic job. We had, like, 22 candidates that were there um, and shared their platform. I did forget one woman, Lynn, who was running for county board, but I'll make it up to her. Um, it just exciting, exciting, good energy in a plan, good. not just up there talking about themselves. Everyone no, you, ha- you have to promote f- fiscal responsibility and safety in the neighborhoods and safety yes. in the state. You have to enforce the laws, and government has one job, and that's to enforce the laws. That's your yes. job. Do it. Do it. Everywhere else they get thrown out, but these mafia-run states, they tend to linger. Just take a look at their faces. Thank you very much, Christine Shanahan McGovern. I'll be back after this. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest is somebody I've had the pleasure of knowing for a while now, long time. Followed him for many, many years. Unlike Larry Summers, he never lost $1.8 billion pretending to be a trader, so he'll never be a financial consultant for a Democrat. He is, however, an unapologetic capitalist pig. His name is Jonathan Honig. How are you, handsome? <laughs> well, I mean, my bottom line has been a lot better, Sean, but it's great to be with you this evening. I mean, this this is getting ugly, and I'm not just talking about the headlines. I'm talking about the market and the economy writ large. You know, you've, you've been following these economic headlines and been a student of economic history for a long time, Sean. And, you know, net-net, this is one of the worst years I've oh, seen in my lifetime. It is staggeringly bad. And I, I always love how they pretend that the market is going to rally when these rallies are more fraudulent than the love of an ex-stripper. It's a joke to me that they think this economy is good and that these markets are good. You know in a bear market you buy the rumor and sell the fact. fact of the matter is they don't have a clue. And their answer to the problems of raising rates is simply going to pull more and more people into bankruptcy. At this point of failure, it's obvious this is the plan, and they're looking to destroy the American capitalist system. What's so frightening, Sean, is, you know, 
who is getting blamed for this record inflation that is, you know, rocking? And it, it, certainly it's, it's uh, poor people. We know about that. I mean, they're directly impacted by the, the ravages of inflation. But, Sean, think about what, what you don't see. Bastiat, the economist and the philosopher, always talk about what that is what's seen and what's not seen. What you don't see are the jobs that aren't created, the wealth that isn't created, the new innovation that isn't created because people don't anymore have the money to invest. I mean, even a balanced portfolio, stocks and bonds, has lost 14% this year. That's the worst reading ever. So this is not because of greed on Wall Street. It's not because of evil tech CEOs. This is because of that prolific spending in Washington, which, as you point out, continues to this day. You know, it's also due to an economic illiteracy that the American public share. It is, uh, it is astonishing and shocking to me how stupid so many of the voters are. And there's no other way to call it. You have to be stupid to think that the American Democrat can figure out any kind of of benefit to the American people other than an inside scam, which is what they've really perfected. Now, the question to me is, are there enough people in on the scam to support this idiot and the rest of the Democrat Party? <laughs> well, I, there's a common sense among certainly many on the left. And Sean, i got to tell you, even some on the right now, that wealth comes from Washington, D.C. I mean, in your opening, you... You know, you say, you know, you fought for every dollar you ever made, and that's true. But, you know, the belief in D.C. is is that wealth comes from government spending. And if you want the economy to thrive, you need government to spend more money. And you know, that's exactly what happened during the pandemic, right? All that trillions and trillions of dollars of government spending, all the checks. Which I was against and you were against. I saw you argue against it on TV. All the paycheck protection, all that. Well, now we're we're paying for it. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And, you know, unless you're getting an 8% raise year over year, which I think most people aren't these days, you're losing money to inflation. You might not see it. Uh, but it's the same as if the government, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, all the rest, came into your bank account and stole 8 or 9% year after year. That's exactly what's happening to everyday Americans. Is that why so many Republicans that are running are not running on strictly the, the best thing to run on, the failure of the government? I don't hear any of them running on getting the economy back to the people. None of them are running on They're running on different versions of government collectivist management of the economy. Gone are the Tea Party guys that are like, we're going to turn the economy back to you. We're going to rail in spending. We're going to cut spending. We're going to fix the corruption. I don't hear one of them running on that. Well, and, you know, it took, think about it. It really took, if you use the history, look at the history, Sean, I mean, it took Ronald Reagan uh, and even a little bit of Jimmy Carter at the end of his term to say, look, we got interest rates at 10, 12, 15% we got to start doing some cutting here, doing some some uh, cutting of spending. And, you know, that's my fear is that because inflation is, as they say, like the toothpaste, you can't simply just shove it back in the bottle. Because the leadership in Washington is so terrible, Springfield as well, you know, my fear is that this isn't going to be a year or two of a downturn, but we could be in for five, eight, you know, even 10 years. Think about it. In 1980, Sean, the stock market was below where it was in 1969. From 1969 to 1980, so, so that's my real fear is that, you know, we're, we're going to get in here for the long term because, you know, while we should be cutting and deregulating, we're regulating more and passing the CHIPS Act and more spending and more handouts for unproductivity and, 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 and the rest. And, you know, that's why when you look at the economy and you look at the kind of try to put it in a perspective, it's not just the implosion of the market. 
That's a rally. It's it's the implosion with the market coupled with the simultaneous increase in spending. And this is kind of where I want to get into the weeds a little bit more than normal shows. When you look at what they did with just the student loans, they passed something again that nobody read. They told you it was going to cost you $300 billion, when the reality is, if you look at it with just back-of-the-envelope math, you're over a trillion dollars. But you realize why they did it. It has nothing to do with the deadbeats that borrowed the money and don't want to pay it back. It has to do with the fact that the government knew it had to pay itself. Most people forget that they nationalized the student loan. They didn't give that money to the people. They gave it. They took it from one column, and they put it in another, and they erased the liability. This is fraud by any definition. And I have a friend of mine who went through the system. It's not per person. It's per loan. So if you had three loans like my friend, the next morning, $75,000 was gone. Now, that's because he went in on Pell Grant, so he had the extra $5,000. It was $20,000 per loan plus the extra five. One guy... $75,000. It had nothing to do with him. It had to do with them pretending they were getting payments that they have suspended for the Biden administration. This is an accounting fraud and a New York shell game of, of numbers. Can this be pointed out and explained to the general morons? <laughs> well, you know, Sean, the general individual, both on the right and the left, have given in to this idea that government has to subsidize education, that government has to make the loans, they have to offer the incentives, they have to, you know, so there is the reason why education, and you cover this quite a bit, goes up year after year after year while the cost of everything else. I mean, if government's involved with it, education, healthcare, the two best examples, prices simply only go up year after year. You know, that's what's so frustrating. I mean, Carter, to his credit, deregulated trucking, deregulated stock commissions, deregulated airfare. And what you saw was tremendous innovation and prices coming down. So even in something where everyone knows there's a problem, like education costs, instead of actually addressing the problem, uh, Biden's just pouring more fuel on the fire. And and we talk about the moral hazard, Sean. I mean, you don't think people now are going to hand uh, line up and say, wait a minute, well, what about my rent? You know, you paid for their schooling what about my rent what about this medical bill or what about my housing so we're creating that moral hazard where people are going to go to the government for every single thing they need and they're going to get it in your opinion i argue this case that if i was um if i was on the international scene i would be arguing against de-dollarizing the world after all the american government has corrupted itself into 31 trillion dollars which is more money than the world can comprehend, just in the debt they admit to, not including the unfunded liabilities, which is well over $250 trillion. There's not, you could seize every dollar in the planet, every ruble, every, you can't pay it off. Why would the rest of the world continue to perpetrate what is a fraud on the world called the U.S. dollar? I mean, after all, shouldn't they get off of it? Well, you know, that's such an interesting question, Sean, especially because I know you follow the markets very closely. Is that ironically, during all of this, the U.S. dollar has actually been probably the strongest currency of all of them. And there's a lot of reasons you could speculate about that, one of which is that, been, quite simply, interest rates have come up so dramatically in just the last year. I mean, you know, Sean, uh, the yield on the, the one-year notes or the three-year notes has more than doubled in just the last year. It's never done that in over 40 or 50 years. So it's, yeah. ironically, the fact that interest rates are coming up are making the U.S. dollar pretty attractive. And, you know, Sean, I, I, again, it's, the strange thing is, is 
as troubled and as collectivist as this country is becoming, <laughs> we're still light years ahead of uh, uh, Canada, light years ahead of certainly anywhere in Europe, and seen as a pretty safe haven among the rest of the world's currencies. I mean, but it, what, frustrates, what frustrates me, is, Sean, is you know, that just the pain on everyday Americans who are realizing they finally saved that 100000 they finally saved that 200000 and thanks to all this inflation, that is, that isn't, that's nothing anymore. That's not jacked. You know what? I mean, yeah, isn't that that's a which is still infuriating? Isn't that another monetary trick to tell this country that the way you're going to fix the problem is to increase the rate when what you're really doing is enriching the bank fraudsters, enriching the inner circle, and squeezing out the ordinary man who is living on some form of short-term debt or fluctuating interest doesn't even know his credit card's now going to be thirty percent, thirty-two percent. And isn't that a way to just keep this scam going? When I've argued against that idea of raising the rates, and I still don't know why they don't freeze debt as to the time that they borrow it from the Federal Reserve, but then I do realize it's really an inside-the-loop fraud where win, lose, or draw, that's who's making the money out of the gate. Is it not? You know, central planning, Sean, we know is wrong. Central planning, you know, the idea that some genius in one uh, is going to make all the decisions in a marketplace that always fails. You know whether it's the uh, you know East German Trabant or something like uh, uh, interest rates. You know interest, the idea that the Federal Reserve sets the interest rate it leads to so much tremendous distortion in the marketplace. I mean it's what fueled the speculative bubble when they cut rates after the pandemic. They literally handed out checks to everyone, which they used to pump into the stock market. And because there is no free lunch, you know, we're seeing the effect now. And interestingly, Sean, you know, rates were rising even before the Federal Reserve started moving because you know, the market's saying, look, how are we going to pay for this? And rates should be a lot higher. So they, they've been moving even without uh, the Federal Reserve because so much money has been printed. People are simply demanding more on their, on their risk. And uh, You know what I'm seeing? Come back, Jonathan. You'll like this because you'll know what this is. When I was 21 years old, I had a cousin who uh, was in banking. He was a brilliant, is, is a brilliant guy. And he was doing factoring. That is a term you don't hear anymore, and you haven't heard since the 90s. Factoring is when, um, on account receivables, corporations would borrow money on the receivables because the bank had stricter rules and they had responsibility where they couldn't, you know, just give money away like nothing. It's interesting. I'm seeing that industry come back. I was in it for a little while and a smaller fraction of it. Uh, but it's interesting to see that's the beginning of the end. That's when you see corporations that can't get money anymore because of the way the interest rates have gone up. And now they're going to go to a secondary market that was all but eliminated. That's really not a positive sign. That's an overall macro negative sign. And that has to come yeah. to a crashing conclusion. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, I hate to be a Cassandra, and I think there's a lot of negativity out there. And, you know, Sean, I mean, we've watched markets, both of us, for years. I mean, there just happens to be so many warning signs these days that, you know, yeah. if you truly have that long-term time horizon, I, you know, I think, you know, you and, and, and you've saved for the rainy day, et cetera. But, you know, I think you have to be honest, whether it's that inverted yield curve, whether it's this dramatic rise in interest rates, whether it's a recent tremendous weakening in real estate, home values, and real estate investment trust, I think, you know, now has to be a time for caution. And, of course, what's happening in D.C. is only exacerbating the fears and making people less confident to invest in anything, even a good old-fashioned U.S. Treasury bond, you're, you know, Sean, this is supposed to be the safest investment in the world, and people in government debt this year have lost 10 or 12 percent. 
You know what else is fascinating? I want to give you something to talk about next time you're on Stuart Varney that uh, I haven't heard anywhere. Up until eight months ago, American pensions, 401ks, and American investors were, were, were shopped by J.P. Morgan, by big hedge funds, by investment firms up and down the list to buy Russian stock. Stock in Russian oil and gas was a big one. You know that. Gas pros or whatever the hell they call it. How many hedge funds held that? Since the war, the American government stole your money. You can't get out. It doesn't show up on your statement. If you had $5 or 50000 or 500000 gone, and J.P. Morgan doesn't know what to do. Have they calculated what this is going to cost the American people? by seizing all of the money that was involved in Russian companies that they've been selling us, by they, I mean Wall Street, has been selling the American investor and American hedge funds for 25 years. What about that money? Well, that's, I mean, that's an interesting and definitely somewhat inside the, inside, uh, the woods kind of a discussion, Sean. I mean, you're right. There had been a lot of investment in Russia over the years. In fact, um, you know, it, it's not even simply, you know, evil nefarious hedge funds. You know, they had even coined a whole term of an area, BRIC, the BRIC countries. These were the emerging new economies of which Russia was for a long time considered one. Um, but Vladimir Putin showed, demonstrated, you know, uh, Sean, that war is not good for your economy. And the value of all those Russian assets fell. Uh, Russia was kicked out of all the major world indices and cut off from the banking system. And, you know, unfortunately for a lot of, the, of those investors, that money is gone. I mean, the value of those assets <laughs> remind, uh, uh, dropped dramatically. I'd and love to get a dollar what, count. What are the risks of investing in a less free country? I think you're talking billions of dollars from, 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 from pensions to 401ks that just went poof, and I don't hear anybody mention Jack about it. I think this is a major thing, and sooner or later someone's got to talk about it. See if you can get Stu- Stuart Varney to pull the cameras away from Windsor Castle to talk about something important. I mean, what the hell is going on there? In the meantime, you know how much I love having you on. Now, tell the people, even though you've never outperformed Nancy and Paul Pelosi, give them your hedge fund name. <laughs> I'm at CapitalistPig.com. I offer one-on-one consulting services and a private partnership that's beaten the market for 20 years. So CapitalistPig.com, and thank you, Sean, for being such a bright light and and, uh, strong voice for freedom and individual rights. Thank you, brother. Now, listen, if J.B. Pritzker wins, I'm expecting you to call me. You come down here with me now. I don't want you exposed (laughs) to that. You're going to be audited and all kinds of problems. Jonathan Honig, I love having you on. Thank you. Be well. Thank you, Sean. Best to your listeners. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. We would zigzag away through the bottom pain. You know... I know I get in the weeds on the economy, but that's the most important thing for generations behind us and for us. Why the Republicans refuse to discuss this? I don't know if it's an admission that they think people are just too stupid to understand it or too stupid to care anymore. If they think that we are, in fact, forever going to be this managing bankruptcy that we call our economy now. I don't know why. But somebody better run on fixing it if you want to make things better. As I read Project Hood, Pastor Corey books, you could change this tomorrow. All you need are decent 
policies that once those neighborhoods were great, what were the policies? Simple. Americanism. The government was emaciated. The idea that you think your grandfather would accept this skullduggery, he wouldn't. He would recognize it. But it's because he was smarter. James in Schomburg. Hey, buddy. How you doing, Sean? Good, brother. We got you on the Elvin line, James. James, I don't want to... You got got such a good point. I'm going to put you on hold. Let's see if we could clear up James. Sexy as a devil, even in a high-pitched voice. That's right. <laughs> Only I could pull off the Elvin line. Let's uh, let's be fair to James. Should we tell him to call back, Squirrel? James, call back, buddy, on a different line. We're gonna we're gonna go to you and we're gonna hang up. It's uh, my fault, but you have to understand we are a little short-staffed. The lovely Honey Money is uh, under the weather today, so it's me and Squirrel, and we're pulling it off. In the meantime, I think it is important to beat back these Democrats, not just because they're a mafia, but because if we don't, what does the future look like as we allow Xi Jinping, not allow, allow is the wrong word, we incentivize Xi Jinping and Putin. We incentivize the inbred scum in Saudi through our policies, through our failure, through our corruption. We incentivize the world to abandon our dollar. And I don't care whether they manipulate the, the fraud by telling you the dollar is the strongest currency. Should it be is the question. In-person meeting between Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin where they signed that No Limits Partnership. Uh, but military aid uh, would be... A, a... No Limits Partnership is collusion. That means the oil and the natural gas that, by the way, they both have, but Rutentun Putin has ready to go. That won't be in the dollar. The mineral rights to Afghanistan, where we spent $8 trillion in thousands of lives, hundreds of thousands, forever changed. The mineral rights are owned by China. Saudi Arabia is OPEC. Our government, our government right now today is hamstringing our companies, our energy sector. They think you want one of those fire trap cars. You don't. This needs to be stopped immediately. Not tomorrow, and not if we can rely on an election system that was frauded, where we know this dimwit and diapers stole it. James and Schomburg. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, brother. Much I, just, uh, I was calling because you, know, you always have fantastic guests. They're just amazing. Thank you. And they take you know, Econ 101 way beyond it. But what I was calling about was the the Republicans and their lack of, of trying to run. I mean, I want them to run, but I, and I want them to win. And, and so when I say I want to predicate that, I want, like Darren Bailey, I like him. I want him to win. Me too. But he's got to drop the Gomer Pyle bit and stop with the resume. He's got to run on the points like your guests day in and day out articulate. Run on the policy. Talk about the fact that the governor is sexualizing your children. He's releasing prisons out into the run. He's, he, they shut down. They, they literally shut down North Avenue Beach, let alone all the schools and all the sports events for your children. My I, God, just run on those points. You know, but my, they won't do it. My wife listened, was listening to the show when I was yelling at Darren Bailey, and she's like, you know, you're not helping. Yes, I am helping, because during that whole thing that you just did more articulate than I've heard any Republican, did you ever look down at a paper? Did you look down once when you were saying what you just said to me? 
No, it was right. No. It was right off. It's it, right off. Right from and the you, heart. You, because if you don't believe it, and you got to look down at someone else's notes, I don't believe you. And this is what we need. This is what I'm advocating for. I'm telling him what paid-for consultants won't tell him. Pull your head out of your ass, speak from your heart, and speak on the issues. And tell the people of Illinois, you will break the back of the Democrat mafia corruption in Chicago. You will break its back, and you will bring law, order, safety, and financial responsibility back to Illinois. Simple. Absolutely. they got to carry the message. The, you know, this this bit about, well, they're outpacing our funding and they're fundraising. No, it don't give me that. It doesn't cost more money no. to carry a proper message. Because at this carrying point. Carrying the wrong message is the same price as carrying the right message. And at this so point. get in the fight. Don't ask me for money. Because now you're aggravating me. And you got a better chance of me taking right. your money than giving you mine. This is what the people I of Illinois that's why and the, the Democrats. Uh, that's why the Democrats outraise it, because I find myself being infuriated by these people. Articulate Jim. the issues. Love it. Thanks for the call, brother. Rich, you'll be next. 312-642-5600 if you want to be on the line. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. The obvious and notorious corruption in the Biden administration isn't just displayed when you see such things as union payoffs or kickbacks, countries that have bribed the Biden administration benefiting from policies. That's that that's clearly true. But there is now talk that the Biden administration, who has drained the strategic oil reserve of this nation, is going to start refueling it after the election. We're going to start slowly now at 80 plus dollars a barrel. That strategic reserve had been filled up at $25 a barrel, between 25 and 31 by Donald Trump. It had previously been filled up at 18 and 16 under the Bush administration. And now this idiot is going to pay in excess of $80 a barrel to fraud the people of this country for the election cycle. That's how stupid the Democrat Party, the Democrat voter is. That's how inept the Republican Party is who is afraid to mention that. You see, you're never going to win over the moron. You're never going to win over the welfare roach. You can't win them over. You're never going to win over the capo in the union. They don't really care right and wrong. They care about the corruption that is displayed every single day this Democrat mafia presents itself to you. Why is it that nobody can figure this out? I'm, I'm perplexed by this. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you feeling today? I'm great. Feel great. Good. Biden, uh, Biden said that the stock market uh, doesn't affect the economy. Is this just another lie, or, or does this make any sense? What you how see here, what you see in Joe Biden is the shell of even his former self, who was stupid and fraudulent, guilty of plagiarism and corruption. This version, 2022, is an embarrassment to mankind. Manhood is an embarrassment to the, to the America. And he's just perfect to represent the corrupt mafia, thing. the Democrats. Go ahead. I mean, how could it not affect it? Like I was talking to you before, a friend of mine has lost over $50,000 on his 401k. So doesn't Joe Biden doesn't know right? what the stock market is. He never did. 
There is no test to become a senator. There's just a, a money play of corruption to become a senator. So it's, how do you make Joe, it You think like Joe this, Biden not... could pass an Econ 101 class? And I mean that. I'm dead serious. Especially now, riddled with dementia. He didn't answer questions because he's ignoring him. He doesn't know where he is. You know, I, I, I'm dying for yeah. a reporter. It's going to take one reporter. Maybe Ducey can do it if he's ever in front of him again. Let him ramble on right. off the teleprompter. And I'm dead serious about this. Then in the middle of the, when he's done talking, Mr. President, what day is it? And I'm dead serious. He cannot answer that because Joe Biden is an actor who is pumped up and coached. And that's why you see so very little of him. And that's why when he speaks outside, the teleprompter is three feet away from his face. That's why when he turns and walks away, he can't do what Trump did. He can't answer questions. He can't do what Clinton did. He can't do what any politician could do. He is merely a hood ornament of the mafia of the Fourth Reich. He's not a real man anymore. Thank you very much, Rich. And the stock market, he doesn't know what the stock market is. I'll give you an example of all Democrats. This is the most popular Democrat, bar none. Even Barack Obama. Bill Clinton was more popular than Barack Obama. This is how they used to think on one issue. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more, by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace, as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is why you xenophobic, white supremacist bastard. How could you possibly? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah, you did. And you used to have principles. That's what the American Democrat Party used to be. Now they're assets of the Chinese Communist Party, of the Ukrainian Nazi corrupt oligarchs. And now they're getting their money's worth in the administration of tuck your testicle in your socks, Joe Biden. I'll be back after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. You know, Bill Clinton did some decent things. You could argue who dragged him or not. But I think if you were to listen to Bill Clinton speak, in particular when he was running, he'd be considered a right-wing radical in today's Marxist mafia, the Democrat scourge. And he did something else Joe Biden couldn't do. He completely united the country. I don't care whether you were a Democrat or a Republican. Everybody knew exactly why he cheated on the Duchess of Chaffington. We could all come to an agreement. Truly united. Nobody blamed him. John Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Good evening. Uh, Thanks for calling. I want to hammer home really quick uh, what uh, I think it was James a few callers ago was saying. It's time for these these Republicans that really got to get in the fight and they really got to put the script down and they got to start talking from their hearts and from their heads. It it is time to put these Democrat policies, these Democrat cities on trial. 
It is time that you have to put them on trial. It is time for their judgment day. We need to be hearing crime stats, inflation numbers, you know, uh, illegal immigration numbers. John, do you uh, know I wanted I wanted Prof to run? I did. He's got the kind of brain he can articulate. He's not scripted. I wanted him to run. I thought he would have been great. When he didn't run, I supported Gary Rabine. Make no apologies for that. Now that we have Bailey running, he should let Stephanie Trussell talk. I'm dead serious. She could do it. Yeah. She knows the point. I, 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 you know, to, 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 to watch, I mean, I like him. I've, met, you know, I've only met him once. He seemed like an affable guy. But if, if you have to look down at this stage of the game, if you can't connect on the principles of what government is supposed to do in the chaos and corruption of what Illinois' reality is, uh, don't waste our time anymore. Yeah. That, that's it. I understand. Hey, yeah. yeah. Profit and great. Profit and great. Can I say one more thing, Sean, really yeah, quick? Yeah, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. All right. Just want to let you know, man, absolutely, you know, love your, love your show, man. I oh, mean, it's, you, uh, it, it's entertaining. It's informative. Uh, educational. Uh but it's important, man. What you're doing is important, and uh, more and more every day. So just keep it up, man. You're, you're kicking John, up. I love it. I've never worked a day since I got the job. Thank you very much, bro. <laughs> I love it. Be Thank well. You. you too, my friend. Bill, LaSalle County. Hey, good good evening. Thanks for taking the call. Anything? I don't know if you had seen the, the clips from uh, Biden at the Detroit Auto Show, but oh. it's real telling where our government is going from a socialist Marxist aspect that they want to basically own and control everything. Two, two times he said in his speech at the auto show, we will own the electric vehicle business. We will own the manufacturing of that. So if you didn't see the clips, uh, Bill, I saw you need it to watch them. And, and that's why I talk about my uncles. They literally went away to fight Nazis, socialists, National Socialist Worker Party. There isn't a policy that comes out of this government that is not rooted in National Socialist ideology. Not one. It's, it's, it's an insult and an outrage to the millions of men that went away and fought this kind of communism right here on these shores. Bill, not to no, mention, it's, it's a, he couldn't get in and out of the car. It's obviously telling. Did you see him driving? He looked like, he looked like a special, you know, he looked like his... Well, it looked like Jill had to help him get in each car, too. Oh, my God, Bill. Bill. Thanks, brother, for listening. Robert and Bloomingdale, I'm sorry I didn't get the... I can't believe how fast this show is. Can you believe it, Squirrel? Sure you can. You're doing two jobs. Special thanks to Squirrel Hands. He had those little digits flying around today. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.